Kislev. And we are, as you know by now, I hope, learning with God's help, every Sunday, the second hour, we learn um, Now the last three Sundays, last week was Rosh Kislev, so we had a Fabrengen. But the three Sundays prior to that, we read the top of page Dalit. If you have the page in front of you, the right side is Dalit and the left side is Hey. If you see Vav and Zayin, turn it over. Um, so we were reading the what is the introduction to the Hayyim Yoyim. And we spent three whole Sundays talking about this introduction because there's so many significant inyanim within it. I want to read it one more time. There's a couple of little bills that I want to pay that I feel are important for us. It's worth repeating. So I'm going to begin the letter from the beginning again, but I'm just going to translate the letter. I mean, the idea is that we spent three Sundays discussing, we will not repeat, at least not in great length. And there's two outstanding Nikudis that I would like to pursue further as, as the completion of this discussion. So I'm reading from the very top of page Dalit, Mimichtov Aamur. Aamur is an abbreviation for Adoni Ovi Mayi Berabi, my master, my father, my teacher, my Mayi um, also means my teacher, and Ravi also means my teacher. The Fidikab is quoting the Rebbe Rashab. This is the famous letter of Tezayin Kislatafresh Amarbeis, which the Rebbe Rashab sent to for you just kiss of that year and it's never quotes. Yutas Kislev is a chag, it's the holiday, Hashem redeemed our souls in peace. Usually when you fight a war, it's not peaceful. Hasidus affects that the war should be defeated, one, in a peaceful way. In addition, the light and life of our souls were given to us. We discussed this at great length. It refers to Sevim Kalaman and Ramala Kalaman, a higher light and a lower light. This day is Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. Which is which is an inheritance from Avisenu Akadeshim, our holy fathers. Zechreinam tzadikim ukdeshim levracha lechaye ha'elam abo nishmas ameidim zechusim yogen leinu that Abayim the Nasiya Chabad who gave us this Chasidus whose head is Reishashon lechasidus it is Kislev vehi he teiras al Hashem tzal Chasidus Chabad is the teachings of the Holy Balshem. Zehayim chilas masechat today is the beginning of the fulfillment of the purpose of the creation. The wholeness and the perfection and peacefulness of the true purpose. The creation of man on the land. To bring down the revelation of light. The inner dimension of our holy Teira. Which comes down on this day in an energy which is brought down that is in general and encompassing for the whole year. We must arouse our hearts. On this day, with an inner desire and an inner want. And a desire which goes to our very core and essence. The truest point of our hearts. Hashem should fill with light. 
our soul void with the light, the pneumius, the dusty, is but of the inner tain of the Abishta. Now all of these ideas we talked about. And then the Rebbe Rashab says a prayer. He speaks to the Abishta and he says, From the depths I call out to you, God, to bring down the depth and inner dimensions of the Teda should be brought down and the commandments of Hashem from the inner level of the essence of the Insaf that it should radiate and fill and enlighten the inner souls of our of ourselves. our entire essence. In other words, our entire form, not just our essence, but our essence, and it should also expand and manifest and radiate outwardly. Should be to Hashem alone. When he says call he says, I don't mean that on the inside we should love God and feel God. But that love should spill over, should trickle down into our whole lives. I'm reminded that in Tafresh Pei, 1920, the Rebbe Rashab Fabreng Purim, the Purim Fabreng in Tafresh Pei is very, very famous. It was a Thursday night. Two weeks later, on the month of Shabbat, two weeks later, the Rebbe Rashab was nostalgic. But during that Purim Fabrengen, the Rebbe Rashab was completely healthy. And that Fabrengen was an utterly shturendika Fabrengen. was the most unusual Fabrengen. Where the Rebbe Rashab pulled out all the stops in And it was an unbelievable experience of Gilead Lakus. Nobody had any idea of what was going to follow the two and a half weeks later, two weeks, three days later. There would be a Simcha Rabba, Simcha Tsuma. Uh, I'm sorry, there would be a Stalkus, I just, as I'm talking, I'm thinking. What was I thinking? I wasn't going to say it, but I'm thinking out loud. The word that I was saying is what I was thinking, not what I was trying to say. His father passed away two days before the Rebbe Rashab. Mamish, two, three days before the Rebbe Rashab. And Motsa Shabbos, he comes to his wife in a dream. He was a little boy, he was raised by a Zaydin. And his face is glowing and he's shining. And she says to him, what are you doing here? You died. What are you doing here? He says, the Rebbe is Gekumen, he says. He says the Rebbe came and everybody was let out from wherever they're being held to be Makam upon the Rebbe. There's a big simcha. He tells this to his wife. He had passed away Thursday. The Rebbe Rashab passed away Matzah Shabbat. This is why I said simcha Rabbe. Uh, and it was a tremendous simcha. Anyway, she has this dream. She wakes up. She doesn't know what to make of it. Weeks later, they found out that her husband had come to her. Mamish at the time of the Stalkus of the Rebbe Rashab in Astad. They were not living in Astad, living in Neville. Her husband came to her and said, The Rebbe came, and we all were allowed to go and meet the Rebbe. So I'm sorry for, uh, for that Freudian slip, as it were. Um, but the point is, that nobody knew that the Rebbe Rashab was going to be nostalgic. And it was a very unusual Fabreng. The, as you all know, in 1917, the revolution happened, the very end of 1917, the revolution happened in Leningrad, the Bolshevik, the Soviet Revolution. And it expanded. It traveled south, southward, eastward, and westward from Leningrad, from Petersburg. It didn't reach Rostov, which is on the Black Sea, which is very far away from Leningrad, till the winter of 1920. 
when the Bolshevikis, when the Soviets came into Rastav, the Rebbe Rashab commented, Ich ken I cannot cohabit with them, I can't live with them. Nobody understood the, in, the intention here. Of course, the Rebbe Rashab meant, I don't want to live. And he hated the Bolsheviks, he hated them, he cursed them in every way. He hated them sinners, he hated them bitterly, miserably. And there was, of course, martial law, there was a curfew, and the worst crimes were the collection of money and the dispensing of alcohol. So the Rebbe made a Fabrengen Purim, who was right under the, uh, the, uh, the net, under the web, under the clouds of this military rule. And martial law means that people are not judged in a civil court, they're judged in a military court. You're out in the street in the middle of the night, that's reason to get shot, no questions asked, and that's it. So Hasidim who came to the Rebbe, to the Fabrengen, were risking their lives. But hundreds of Hasidim came. But the Fabrengen was very depressed and very low-key. The whole thing was very, as a subdued. It wasn't put him to get all. Because it, it, it was a very scary time. It was a very difficult time. The Rebbe said, Chassidus, he Fabrengen, and there were some Sikhs. Chassidim sang in hushed voices. The Rebbe Rashab always used to raise money on Purim for what was called Kupas Rabbeinu. The Rebbe used to say, he's collecting money, Al-Daiti, you give stock and you trust that the Rebbe will put the money where he wants. And you put your trust in the Rebbe that he's going to use the money for good purposes. And put him with Kupas Rabbeinu. The Rebbe Rashab used to raise money for Kupas Rabbeinu. That Fabrengen, there was no Kupas Rabbeinu. They didn't put on a plate, there was a Sakana. The Soviets sent in agents, Jews who spoke Yiddish, to check out what was going on and the whole situation. And the whole mood was very depressed, very subdued. This went on for several hours. Suddenly the Rebbe Rashab said, what's going on over here? It's Purim! And he turned from Friedrich and Rebbe, and he told the Friedrich Rebbe words which you could study for a hundred years. He said, Simchasteira, we did not anticipate this, we didn't see this. I want now should be like Simchasteira. And he said to bring Mashke, so they brought Mashke, to put down a teller, put down plates, people should give money for Kupas Rabbeinu, and then Abra Shab, sing, it's put him! The Friedrich Rebbe was afraid, terribly afraid. He tried to quiet the crowd, tried to quiet his father in the way the Friedrich Rebbe had the ability to talk to his father But the Rebbe Rashab said no! He wants to be a Shturnik of Abrengen and of course as they were making noise they sent in two people, two Jews, two Soviets, two, two Nebuch Farlorim, the Yiddish and the Shamas, and they stood directly opposite the Rebbe and the Rebbe Rashab said I'm not intimidated by them, I'm not afraid of them, they're nothing to me, I hate them. He says, I'll say Hasidus and completely melt away. And he started the famous David. These two Jews, these two communists stood there and listened to this. And it's described by Bela Rifkin, who writes the biography of the focus of the Rebbe, minute by minute, blow by blow, how their faces changed colors, how ashamed they were. And everyone was sure that this is going to be the outcome of this is going to be terrible. It's going to be Pukuch Nefesh, the Rebbe Rashab's life is going to be in Sakona. 
But the Rebbe Rashab is the Rebbe, he's the Balabas, he knows what he's doing, and the Rebbe Rashab said, Azayi, Azayi. During the course of that night, there was one quote that I wanted to share with you in light of this. He turned to the Friediger Rebbe, and he said, Yesef Yitzchak Mirvel and Gantzai. Nicht in unser Etzem, not in unser Hispashtas. He said, he called the Friediger by name, and he said, we will remain a whole. Not only in our essence, but in our expression. So this is what you have inside. Our entire essence, he translates to our whole form. Not just inside the Shalma, there's going to be love for the Abishtha. There's love for the Abishtha is going to spill over and fill up our whole existence down to the nails of our fingers and toes and the hair on our body and the clothing we wear and the food we eat and the homes we live in and the cars we drive and the people we meet and the things we touch. The Nisham of Tadish should touch all of this. And that Kalat will say, Our entire purpose should be you, we love Yisbarach Lavad. I'm going back to the text now, should be only for the Devishtu. To divorce from ourselves. Every evil and shameful negative attribute. May I meet as a TV from the natural emotions. And instead, all of our deeds and all of our endeavors, both as far as davening is concerned, davening and as well as material things, but necessary to sustain the body, the true purpose, for the sake of heaven that the Abish desire. Stop. The Rebbe Rashab says that we should be Hasidim. Hasidim means we shouldn't just be filled with the light of Teda, we should be filled with the light of Oir Pnimius Teda, say Nakadesha, the Nishama of Teda, which is, as we discussed in last week's two, last time we studied this, we should have a, a connection to Hashem which is like seeing the Abishtim, not just like understanding the Abishtim. We should literally feel and experience Gethlachait in a real tangible way. Is that possible? Because every Jew has a neshama, which is of course a chelik alakami mal mamish. The neshama is one with the Abish. So you tap into the neshama, you're tapping into your own inner ruchni, your own inner lukus, and you have a pneumatical connection to the Abish. But he says our entire purpose we said the Abish did, and he inserts to divorce disgusting and evil midas. What the midas tevis have to do? the fact that our whole person has to be to serve the Abishtim. So we already discussed this a little bit last time. I just want to add one kvetch to the discussion about Midas. You all know, again, I told this to you last time that in the Kuntris, in Yonah Shoteris of Hasidus, the Rebbe's essay on the essence of Hasidus, the Rebbe says that Hasidus has four primary purposes. To wake up the world from a state of faint, to be extra from and one of them is to change our midas tivium. They should be midas alikim. Our emotions should not be natural emotions. They should be deliberate emotions, godly emotions, emotions by choice, not by nature. We should be able to literally change our personalities, change our natures, change our moods. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe writes, this is one of the essence purposes of Hasidus, that we should be able to change our natures. What I want to add, when the Rebbe says to this divorce our ugly midas, now we all have ugly midas. We all have ugly midas. We all do. But we hide them. 
ashamed of them. When does it come out? When we drink, when it comes to our pocketbook, and when we get angry. A person is exposed when he's bekaisei, bekaisei, when he's drunk, when he's angry, or when it affects his checkbook. <laughs> Listen, affirm, we agree here 100% with this demand. When we lose it, when something happens which really, really gets to us, our ugliness comes out, and we're ashamed of ourselves, and we regret it, and we apologize for it. What do we do with the ugly? We put it back into hiding. We put the blanket on top. Until the next time we're drunk or angry or someone chests, someone touches our wallet. This is who we are. Chassidus says he can't just keep the midas rice on the wraps. You have to fix them, you have to change them. You have to conquer them and you have to transform them. Whatever midas it is, Chassidus says it's not enough to protect the world from our own ugliness and not letting it show okay from time to time we plot <laughs> but for the most part we prevent our inner ugliness to emerge because we have to fix that ugliness we have to transform it whatever that ugliness happens to be each one of us has our own personal ugliness and you're the inner but actually I know very well what my ugliness is I won't tell you if you don't know yet I won't tell you <laughs> Believe me, there's still things you don't know. Um, and we all try to keep it to ourselves. Chassidus says you have to be Magadish, Komidero, Maguna. You have to divorce every evil and ugly meat. I told you this the other day that the Friedrich Rebbe said in Tafshin Zayin, 1947, to the American Chassidim, to the boys, he says, You know more Chassidim than you do in Europe. But your meats are so ugly, you smell so bad, I can't stand in the same room as you. The Friedrich Rebbe used such issues. There's no refinement of character at all. We are what we are. We decorated with a nice suit, mishpitzton, abyssal perfume, abyssal cologne. It's nothing. You have to change the midas. Why is that so important? Why is that so important? So it ties in exactly who we were talking about the earlier class, about the idea of avoid this Hashem. The Nefesh of Bahamas is a heaviness. The Nefesh of Bahamas is not only a heaviness because it wants the opposite of Godliness. Nefesh of Bahamas is a heaviness because even the way he likes God, he's also heavy. He also takes up a lot of room. If a person wants to have a connection to to the light of the inner dimension of the Tera, he has to be light. He has to, he can't be heavy. You can't be clumsy and heavy footed. It's to be light footed. In other words, to connect to Ruchni is to be a Ruchni is like a person. The Midas Royce of Agunas are the heaviness that we spoke about in the last hour. And even if we succeed in wrapping it in so many blankets and tying it up in so many knots that it only comes out a few times a year and we try to do it only in front of our husband or only in front of our wife and children, whatever the case may be, the ugliness is there. 
still have that ugliness, and of course we grow, Baruch Hashem, we do grow, but we can always grow more. That ugliness is a heaviness. That is the antithesis, it's the enemy of the revelation of the light of the inner level of the Nisham. In other words, what's the connection between feeling the Avishtar and Midas Magunas? The connection is that Midas Magunas, you can't be. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. One of the greatest miracles that God created, and believe me, no one's going to disagree with me about this, is that we don't read each other's minds. you imagine? Thank God nobody knows what I'm thinking. And on a certain level, I thank God that I don't know what people are thinking about me. It's also good. It would be very, very depressing. We don't know. We have the ability of creating a front. The Hebrew, the Hasidic terminology for a front is chitanius, what people see. And we all try to put our best leg forward. We all try to make ourselves look as good as we can possibly make ourselves look. It's not so terrible. The very fact that we care to look good is already a madrege. Yeah, animals don't try to put the best look forward. If they can eat another animal, they don't say, excuse me, I'd like to eat you. They eat them up. So the very fact that we even care to create the pretense is always in shade. We should appear nice. We know that there's such a thing as right and wrong. Okay, we're corrupt on the inside. We're decrepit. We're corroded. We're rotten on the inside. But we try to create a pretense. That pretense allows us to survive. If we could read each other's minds, we would literally eat each other up alive. So it's a fortunate thing. It's a wonderful blessing from the Eibishter that we don't know what's going on on the inside of the other person. And perhaps more importantly, the other person does not know what's going on on the inside of ourselves. Agreed? I, I agree. The tzaddikim over here is rugged. Vos haktar chaynik. Everybody's beautiful on the inside. But I'm not a tzaddik. You know, it's so it's good. That's what I, I, I said. I said the tzaddikim don't want to agree. Look at it. I have to deny that you're a tzaddik also. Um, but, and it works. It works. We keep Shabbos. We keep kosher. I, I, I'll, I'll say it to you in real terms. If, if people did Avedis, Everybody knew about those Avedas. Let's think about Pasha. The person did something wrong, and people knew he did something wrong. They don't want to go to show. They don't want to go to show. They don't want to be seen. But if nobody knows the Avedas, and of course we forgive ourselves very well, and nobody wants to do the wrong thing, we slipped. We made a mistake. We did something wrong. Ruach possessed us. But if you know that nobody knows the Avedas, so as far as the world is concerned, the Aveda didn't happen. It gives you another chance. You come to show, you do tshuva, you say, I'm sorry. If, if we knew every Aveda each one of us committed, we wouldn't be better for it. We'd be worried, we'd forget it. That's the fact that we don't know that Kutazak, I told you many, many times. It's such an amazing little story. That the Alta Rebbe told the Pilchas Rezis, that the Badichevet, the Mechutin Mainev, saw on a certain gvir, a certain rich man, that he did a big Aveda. But he didn't catch him red-handed. He knew from Ruach HaKadosh. So he called him on it. He just said, he did such an Aveda. The Gvir knew that the Badichevet only knows with Ruach HaKadosh. He doesn't know in real time. There's no way. He didn't catch him. So he starts to scream that the Badichevet is making up lies about him. 
and trust me, the Vedichim didn't make up no lies. <laughs> the Fidik Rebbe once told the Chassid in Yechidis, Chassid was trying to work the Fidik Rebbe over. So the Fidik Rebbe told him that the Pasuk says, Adam The Abish, a man sees with his eyes, and the Abish sees into the heart. How the Fidik Rebbe gives off, we have a connection to the second half of the Pasuk. So the Badichev is so by Yidin Avedet is given by Yid Leivav, he didn't make no mistakes. So what did this Givir do? He started to harass the Badichev. You anti-Semite, you troublemaker, you libeler. And the Badichev got written to us. The Rebbe said to the Pinchas, he said, the Light Sardis, he's suffering. Because he pointed out a fault to some Gavir who is now harassing him. He says, he deserves it. He says, who asked him to speak. I see, and I keep quiet. Who asked to open up his mouth? He opened his mouth, he's going to pay. <laughs> so it's not so good to know what's going on in other people's hearts. It's better not that way. And we survive as Jesus. But, in the Hasidish Jargon, this is called a chitzen. A peripheral person, an outer person. And in the olden times, once upon a time, there was no greater insult to a fellow Hasid than the insult of chitzen. Than the insult of a person whose whole existence is its appearance as opposed to its inner workings, its premiums, its nishamas, its deeper dimensions. And there was no greater compliment than a pnimi, which means a person whose definition is what's happening on the inside as opposed to what's happening on the outside. In any event, so we all sustain, we all survive <laughs> based on the fact that not everybody knows you put on a nice suit, pressed beautifully, you polish the shoes, I'm a <laughs> It looks very, very nice. Nobody knows what's happening inside. That's fine, it works, but if a person's inside is corroded, is not the way it's supposed to be. And I don't mean that they don't care. I don't mean that they're a hypocrite in the gross sense of the word, where their whole religion is a joke. They're trying. They really want to do the right thing. But listen, they're people. And they, one second, they, they, they're not, they're not Sadiqim Gemurim, they're not even Benyanim, they're by the Tshuva, and they're Yoyos, like this, what they say today, up and down, up and down, up and down, good days, bad days, good weeks, bad weeks, good months, bad months, and so on. They're trying their best. No, but then, on the inside, they thank God every day, nobody knows, but nobody knows. <laughs> but only the Ebishter knows. When they try to come close to the Ebishter, junk is dead weight. That junk is the same as we discussed in the last hour. The heaviness even of the Nefesh Bahamas' love for the Eivishter. It's a heaviness. The person who wants to come close to the Eivishter, they have to be clean on the inside. And clean on the inside says the Rebbe Rashab is not what people see. It's what we know about ourselves. To divorce every evil and despicable and ugly Mida. We all have ugliness. When, we, when, our, when, our, when our circuits pops, when our limits 
limit is reached, when our fuse is blown, it's bad. Each of us has different reactions, expresses it in different ways, but it's not pretty. We don't like that part of ourselves and we're happier that nobody should ever see it, and at least <laughs> as few people as possible. But it's there. If we want to have a connection to Oypnimisotero, we can't just leave it there on the wraps. We have to be melodic it. We have to actually deal with it. Examine it, interpret it, and slowly but surely try to fix it. As I said, hopefully so many times, we fix our inner selves through behavior modification, through exercises, to avoid the pirte pratis. We work to fix the smallest little chasenas in ourselves one day at a time, and one week at a time, one month at a time. And with Nebuchadnezzar's hill, we develop an ability to be in control of a little bit more of ourselves. The more we deal with Amidas Rois and Magunis, the realer Avaitis Hashem is. And the more Avaitis Hashem is not just a chitzenius, an external appearance, the more it is a pnimius. And that's Hasidus. Hasidus is the pnimius. The Hasidus is that the inside should be clean. So the Pnimius say the Saint Akadesha could shine. If we leave the inside the way it is, it's not the say that this is what Hasidim used to say in the olden times. These are Maskal and these are Ayyavid. Maskal learns lots of Hasidis, understands Hasidis, and he's inspired by Hasidis. But he wishes and he hopes and he believes that if he'll learn just enough Hasidis, his ugliness will never emerge. But he doesn't deal with the ugliness. The Ayyavid doesn't know that much Hasidis. And he's not that turned on by the warmth and light and the joy of the philosophy of Hasidis. But he's down in the trenches to be Masakin Midero Muguna. This is the Kaili to feel a little bit. And this is what the Reb, this is why there is a connection between our home of being Gethlechkeit and the divorcing of the image. In other words, like this, we can lie to the whole world. like We can't lie to ourselves and we shouldn't lie to ourselves. That's foolish. To, to, to be real, <laughs> is, listen, we are what we are and I promise you God loves us and the Rebbe loves us. No doubt about it. But, to love ourselves too. And loving ourselves means this avoid. Go ahead. Yeah, this is a very good question. And, and Bakhlau, questions like these cannot be answered in a forum like this. They're personal questions. They're individual questions. And they're very listen, life life is war. The philosophy, Sunday morning class, Ganeid. But there's before Ganeid and after Ganeid. Um, as bad as these classes are, relative to life, it's Ganeid. Um, as a practical matter, there's a number of very critical points, none of which are easy. And the first is you have to get help. Help means the beginning of getting help is, first of all, identifying the problem and not lying about the problem, not deluding ourselves. And second of all, we need, we have to learn how to lean on one another. And if there's one thing that Jewish people do for each other, is we help each other out. I once heard Bob Grant, Bob Grant is an Italian goy. He's an Italian goy. And 
some anti-Semite called up and was really giving it to Jews. He says, you can't stand that they stick up for each other, huh? You can't stand that they stick up for each other. That's what he said. He got it. He got it. You didn't look after one another. And I say, we need to get, we need, we can't, all of us, none of us can carry our burdens by ourselves. Many of us have our families to help us. Those of us, unfortunately, don't have family, they have friends. And Amit Hashem, when our children is grown, will be their family. We have to help each other out. Nobody can carry their own load by themselves. David didn't make the world that we should all be supermen. In America, everybody's supposed to be a superman. You put up a fence between you and your neighbor. I don't bother you, and you don't bother me. And they call it as the Rebbe calls it, mind your own business. We're not American. We need to get help from other people and to get advice. And we need to get counsel. But we need to follow the advice. When people teach us how we deal with situations, we need to trust them. We need to listen to their advice. But uh, this uh, a public forum is not an environment where you can address a question like that. It's, it's too sensitive. Now you asked me, you asked me, how do we do it? The beginning of how do we do it is we identify the Midas Rais and Magunis and we don't lie about them. Yeah, but we'll just walk away with this road, but how? I mean, you need to be very, very high just to identify all these things. You don't have to identify all these things, identify one. <laughs> one little tiny little piece. And we start with anger, for example. <laughs> just with that. We have to identify our, our problems. And we got many. And I mean personal problems. I don't mean our children, our husbands, our families. Those are different. Those are technical problems. Those are chitanistic problems. When we're talking about our own selves, our own pneumistic problems, we need to identify what our situation is. But there's a very, very critical Makudun. And you've heard this from me a hundred times. You can't fix your whole self. You pick on one little thing and everything else you leave alone. And you work on it one thing at a time. The biggest mistake that we all make is that we all think that the way we fix problems is wish they would get fixed. Wishing to fix problems solves nothing. Fantasizing that we fix problems or nothing. Imagining the problem fixed solves nothing. We have to fix it. But we don't know how. People have told me, avoid the means to wish you'd be a chassid. It's not true. <laughs> Wishing is fantasy. It's dimyon. calls it It's a waste of time. Fixing a problem is identifying. And as I told you many times, you need to create exercises. Just like a person's got a gambling problem, or a drinking problem, or an eating problem, is able to deal with his problems with work. And work means doable work. You break down what you need to do into steps that you could handle. And you create exercises that you could do, and that I could do, and we could do. And we deal with them one issue at a time. It's premius. Nimis is a lifetime, Chitanis is 15 minutes. But this is, this is, this is, this is the truth. Never then. Without Vel. And the issue is we have to start. That's the key. Go ahead. The inside has symptoms. The inside has symptoms. Symptoms. I'm asking you a question. If the inside doesn't have symptoms, you don't know yourself you have the problem. Yeah, but that means you know the symptoms. The symptoms are on the outside. 
Oh yes, you do. No, that's a mistake. It's simply not true. You certainly do. Says, and it, uh, every psychologist will tell you that behavior modification works. I know most of us don't take Hasidus seriously, but we worship psychology. I know I'm not talking to you. But it says even in psychology that if you change the behavior, you change the disposition. That takes time. It takes exercise. You know, when they tell you every time you want to get angry, count to ten. Now, I've never done it. But it really works. Because when you count to ten, you, during those ten seconds, it flashes before your eyes how you look when you're angry and how embarrassing it is for yourself when you lose such control. And, and, and you just, it's not worth it. You do it enough times, you don't have to go through the mental process of visualizing how you look when you're angry and how ugly it is and how embarrassing it is. You just say, no! You can change the media. It's, it's, it's long, short. There's nothing in Hasidus that's short, short. Long, short. But it's true. We do from the chitanius, the pneumius is affected and changed. Yeah, yeah. Be a tzaddik, then it's the only way. Only way. Yeah. You don't have connection. You don't have any wires to your insides. Your inside is like a big bellow that blows stuff out. It's not controlled. It doesn't control when it comes out. You can't control what goes in. You can only control the way it manifests. Okay, let's continue. Ye you three lines from the end, ye you bakavana mitas shame shamaim should be with the true purpose for the sake of heaven. Asha the desires. And the Rebbe concludes. The Abish the blessed be he. our father of mercy. He should have mercy upon us. And he should lead us in a good and a fair way. Yasha means straight until we could see his face, his countenance. I would like to stop and discuss this Yasha for a couple of moments. This is a very interesting and really basic idea. If not in the Avoid of Hasid, in other words, if it's not practical for us, it is true in the Haskalah, it is true in Indian, and it's worth talking about even if it's not practical for ourselves. And that is this it's a very interesting thing. We discussed in the last hour when we were learning Tanya the reality of the Eitzhara. And that our lives don't begin with doing the right thing. Our lives begin with the rango, with the wrestle, with the battle, with the struggle, with the Yetzirah. What's interesting thing is that the Pasuk says, Holakim offers Ha'adam Yasha. Man was, God made man straight. And they went to look for all kinds of considerations. Man made God, God made man straight, and they looked for What this means practically is as follows: a person is never a delay than at the moment of birth. Life corrupts. 
life desensitizes. Life spiritually soils. It damages us. Sins damage us. Uh, mistakes damage us. Uh, bad habits damage us. But we're created as pure as we're ever going to be. And we have the possibility of never doing anything wrong. If you never do anything wrong, you go, Yasha, you go straight. It says in the Rambam that a person should go in the middle, the middle road. And this is called, <laughs> some people refer to this as centrism, as going in the middle. There's nothing less centric than the centrism. When the Rambam says go in the middle of the road, it doesn't mean don't be too religious, be a little modern, a little frum, gotta live in the world, blah, 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 all that nonsense. The Rambam means that a person who does what the Eivishter wants as he's supposed to, has nothing to fear. So he doesn't need to take extremes. If you, if you never did any Ave, it is. You're supposed to say, Efshi, I know there's a beautiful world out there, I'd love to partake of it, I'd love to have this and this and this. Maybe she doesn't let. But you don't have, you're not afraid of Elamazeh. I was thinking about this recently, I really was thinking about this recently. In a certain kind of way, we're more religious than our parents were, and certainly than our grandparents. Because we're so phobic, we take such extremes because we don't trust ourselves. Our parents and our ages, in certain things, were more relaxed. Why? Because they were more Yiddish. They didn't need, I don't want to go into the specifics, that'll start a whole argument. <laughs> but it's true. We take certain things to higher standards in earlier generations because we're so vulnerable, we're so susceptible. We're purer than we are. And they, they didn't need as many fences as we need. If a person goes straight, doesn't need fences. She goes in the middle. If we did a Vedas, that means you went off the line. If you went away from the line, you have to return to the line. But you can't. Because once you've fallen off to the left, you need to overcompensate. To go back to the middle, you have to go over to the right. And this is why the Baal Chuv is called Ledalik Shur, to jump over the Shura, to jump over the middle of the road. Or alternatively, Lifnim Mishura Sadin, beyond the line, the center, which is the level of Din, of judgment, of, of, of equity, of the way it's supposed to be. So the person has never done an Aveda, they walk in the middle, there's nothing to fear. If we've fallen off the line to the left, then we have to push ourselves to the right of the line to to compensate, to make up for the fact that we have deficiencies. When you have a metal bar, it's straight. If you've bent it and you want to straighten it out, you have to bend it the other direction. This is called tshuva, the dalik shur, the fnimi shur, the din, and so on and so forth. The Rebbe Rashab is a Chabad Rebbe, talking to Chabad Hasidim. Not all Chabad Hasidim are by the tshuva. Not all Chabad Hasidim have a struggle. Some Chabad Hasidim are Yashar, Yechaz of a name. They, 
they grew up, they did the right thing, they have clutter kept the clear minds, and Yashar Yechazafanema, you walk with God, you don't take extremes, you're not a hyper, you're not fanatic, you don't hate everybody who's not as religious as you, you're not intimidated and afraid of everybody who's not as religious as you, you love everybody, and Yashar Yechazafanema, you walk in the middle of the road, and you could reach no extremes, no hyperactivity, no fanaticism, and you come till the Abish Tamamish. This is what Chabad Chasidus gives. Chabad Chasidus gives a koyach that using your mind and your heart, which is a sensible of Yitz Hashem, you be connected to the Abish himself. We all know the Zaya says that only Mashiach makes by the Tzadikim do tshuva. Chasidus Chabad is the official Mashiach. It teaches a Tzadik how you can reach the Abish and have and I've shared this with you, Kamapiyamim, this story, which is an edification, a qualification of this thought. And that is <laughs> that Rabshleimah Karlina, you've heard the story from me before, Rabshleimah Karlina, the great Rebbe Rabshleimah Karlina, was a big tzaddik from Tamidia Magid. But he was, as we know, an outspoken critic and opponent of the Alta Rebbe's Sheet of Chabad. He believed only tzaddikim have chasidus, and chasidim's chasidus is based on their link with their rebbe, with their nasi, but not that the chasid personally has access to the chasidus. And the Alter Rebbe said, no, you have to teach chasidus to the masses. This was a very, very famous dispute, and once the Shlaim Akalina were trying to prove his point, so he brought one of his chassidim to Liyazna, to Liyazna, to Liyazna, to and he introduces him to the Alter Rebbe, and he says to the Alter Rebbe, this chassid of mine never learned chassidus. He, he's a chassid. He comes to his Rebbe, the Rebbe inspires him to serve the Rebbe, but he never learned chassidus. That secret was kept from him. And he has Gili Eliyahu. Eliyahu whenever he appears to him. So he says, you see, without chassidus, you can reach very high levels, just by being a tzaddik to a rebbe tzaddik. For those of you who like Kabbalah, Eliyahu, one of is the madriga of ruach, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chai, yechidet, Eliyahu is ruach. So the Alter Rebbe turns around, and they were standing in the Ganeid Natacht, the room outside the Alter Rebbe's chedet, which was called the Ganeid Natacht. And there was a Beis HaMadrish there with the Chavra of Chedra of the greatest Hasidim is sitting learning that one. Now they have a point to Rabbi Yaman Kletzky. Rabbi Yaman Kletzky was davening. And although I wasn't there and I never saw a closed circuit film of it, I suspect that Rabbi Yaman Kletzky was not chuckling too hard. That's my suspicion. And the Alter Rebbe says to Rabbi Yaman and this young man is standing and he's holding Sim Sholem and his Yechid is radiating and he is laughing at your chassid's revelation of Eliyahu it's nothing to him we always were taught that the only way you reach Yechidish of a Nefesh is Kostis Lamoy Mesiras Nefesh a Goy an anti-Semite a Yid by himself to reach Yechidah not 
possible. The Alter gave a Koyach, a Chosach to stand in Davin. There's no Goy, no Goyish guy. He's in a holy world. And Yashar Yechaz of could reach Atmos and Muslims of Baruch HaMamish. This is the Koyach of Chesidus Chabad, the Koyach of Chesidus Bechalal. It's the teachings of Mashiach. It's the taste of teaching of Mashiach. And it introduces the union of Chuba to Tzadikim. That I eat like Baba Yom and Klepke. I promise you, we never had a Machshavah in his life. He was such an elevated Neshoma. Such a big Baal Madregi. When you're such a high person, Judaism is easy for you. When Judaism is easy for you, you don't have to work that hard. You only work as hard as you must. Yechidosh Avinefesh is working infinitely hard. What motivates a Jew for whom Yiddishkeit is easy? To work hard when he doesn't have to? <laughs> to reach Yechidosh Avinefesh when Nefesh Ruch Nesham is fine? This is the Kayach of Chassidus, the Kayach of Chassidus Bechlau, and Chassidus Chabad especially. That's by my understanding of these three words. Yasha Yach You can reach Primiz Yatmos and Sad Baruch Of course, through Tshuva you could reach it. The Chiddush is Yasha. You walk in the middle of the road. And you reach Til Atmos and Sad Baruch the next Sunday, I was overridden as you heard last hour. But next time, I don't know when it'll be, we'll continue. But I want to start the next piece so that I shouldn't be able to say there's one more thing I want to read. So I want to just say one thing before you ask your question. The Rebbe, when he made that Yoyim Yoyim, put his Nisham into that Yoyim Yoyim. The Rebbe's Atmos is in that Yoyim Yoyim. Many years ago, 20 years ago, they translated that Yoyim Yoyim into Hebrew. Which I personally, I, if you know Hebrew, if you don't know Yiddish, I have no tightness to you. But if you know Yiddish, you have to read the Yem Yem in the original. You can't compare the sweetness of the Yiddish of the Yem Yem to the Hebrew. So when they prepared the Yem Yem in Hebrew, they took out all the, the dates and the, the Shiurim, Chitas. Because every year is different, right? Uh, now, today is... Kislev and it's Sunday in Tavshin Dalet when Ches Kislev I don't know if it was Sunday it was a different day of the week different week of the year different Pasha different Tanya so they took it out the Rebbe was very unhappy the Rebbe wanted they should leave that Yemim as he made it because there's secrets in that Yemim secrets which you don't know we're never going to know there's a connection between each passage and the Chumash and the Tilim and the Tanya so we'll read every day as we learn that Yemim we're going to read these pieces for Kabbalah's sake so we're going to read Shabbos Yutas Kislev Hey Tov Shin Gimel. This year, this year meaning Tov Shin Samachay, this Kislev is on Thursday. In Tov Shin Gimel, this Kislev was on Shabbos. And of course, you don't say And the Shurim Tanya, the very beginning of Tanya. and continue next week. What did you want to say? Okay, as a practical matter, you're right. Technically, it's the end point. It's the reward for the beater of the Midas Oysimogunas. But you are right that if we don't taste Chassidus, we have no interest in the beater of Yisrael. Not even just the 
as a, you're right, as a practical matter, you're right. But if you put it on the ladder and you describe it as being steps, it's a later step as opposed to an earlier step. As a makif, as an inspiration. Okay.